Apollo Mountain Publishing presents My Castle, Book Two of the Appalachian Storm series, written and performed by Diana Kilpack. Chapter 35 Sacrifices Manufacture in Quality Sports Apparel Katie read the computer screen Chicago West Big City Service Midwest Values Looking up from the computer she gave Zack a grin No business whatsoever huh She pointed to the screen This looks like a company in business to me What's the address Zack said I have a pretty good idea where they're located Katie clicked a couple of times with the mouse. Is that in an area you're acquainted with? Zack stared at the computer screen. Earth to Zack, Katie said, trying to get his attention. Zack turned to her, giving her the familiar wild look in his eyes. That's only a couple of blocks from where my mama lives. We don't know if that's where the malice are. It's only the place where the dummy company is doing... Something. That's way too close to my mama, Zack said. Reaching into his pocket, he pulled out his cell phone. Mama, I'm just checking. See if you're okay. Katie folded her arms and smiled at the large mountain in front of her. Zack grinned at something his mom said. Looking down at Katie, he walked out of the room. Hey, I wasn't eavesdropping, she yelled at his retreating back. She turned back to the screen. We're going to have to go there and check it out. Am I going to be able to convince you to have others check it out? Jackson's thoughts were resigned. No. What about Nora? Jackson asked softly in her mind. Katie shook her head in frustration. I don't know where to look. Okay, what do we know? Candy's mom was giving Lizzie a hard time because she had failed to something. What has Lizzie been trying to do and failed? She tried a couple of times to kill both you and David. Yeah. Katie leaned back in the chair, turning it around slowly, staring at the ceiling. I'm getting dizzy. Close your eyes. I'm trying to think. I'm not looking through my eyes. I'm looking through yours. Katie closed her eyes. Now I can't see. They're still together, Katie said softly. Isn't that what Nathan said? Lizzie's had plenty of chances and they are still together. What has Lizzie been trying to separate? Okay, let's not look at this last incident of her taking Nora. The incident before last we had with Lizzie, what was it? The last time I saw Lizzie is when we were picking up the pure hearts from her house. She didn't know we were coming. Would that count? Katie opened her eyes. Kicking out with her foot, she started spinning faster. No, but she didn't allow us to leave either. She projected something against Zack and Clexi that made me stop and listen. Katie kicked faster to where her hair was starting to fray out. She asked about Tyler and then started making accusations about me stealing Tyler away from her and insinuated I had sex with you. Okay, I'm really getting sick. If you don't stop, I'm going to puke all over myself. Katie stopped spinning. I wonder how David found out about Tyler being in my bedroom. 
I'm not following you. My head is spinning. Katie ignored him. She reached out with her mind. Candy, are you there? What's wrong, Katie? Came the immediate response. Katie paused, trying to formulate her words. This may sound like an odd question, but do you know how David found out about Tyler being in my bed with my assets exposed? Katie, we have a lot of things going on here. Please, it's important. If I remember correctly, Lizzie told him. Thanks. Katie kicked out with her foot, making the chair spin. I'm dying here. Sorry. She stopped the chair. She wanted David to remember Tyler in my bed. And then she wanted him to remember the night of the attack. She wanted him to remember that I screamed out your name because it was obvious you were right next to me. I remember thinking on the way home that if I tried to explain anything to him, I would look guilty. If I didn't do anything, I would still look guilty. She got up and started pacing the room. She was trying to put a wedge between David and me. The night of the full moon, the wolves are trying to kill the both of you. That's more than just a wedge. Okay, maybe I'm on the wrong track. Katie started pacing again. What about the incident before that? What exactly happened? The Sandy girl accused a seeker of attacking her. If she would have succeeded, there would have been a serious division between the seekers and the pure hearts. That's it. If I remember correctly, I told David Lizzie was trying to put a wedge between the seekers and the pure hearts. She was actually listening to the conversation. The pure hearts were attacked by malice. David, Forrest, and whoever else automatically assumed the seekers in the compound were involved. We thwarted that plan. Sandy accuses the seeker of attacking her, which would have caused a serious split between the seekers and pure hearts. We were able to thwart that plan as well. The attack of the wolves would have taken out you and David. It would have created a ripple effect, causing the pure hearts and seekers to split. David and Forrest followed Nora's scent to a trail made by seekers. Once again, seekers were implicated. Katie, I don't want to alarm you, but Nora has seen Lizzie's face. She knows who took her from her home. Katie's heart dropped. She closed her eyes. That means Lizzie has no intention of Nora ever coming home. Anger welled up inside of her. I think it's time we go pay the traitor a visit. Whoa! Don't you go running over to the Hawks half-cocked. We need a plan. I got a plan. I'm going over there and make Lizzie tell me where she is. Katie ran up to her bedroom to get her knapsack. Running back out, she ran headlong into Zack and Cluxy. I'm glad you're here. We're going to go find Lizzie. No, you're not, Zack said in a friendly voice that didn't match his determined eyes. Katie swiveled her head between Zack and Cluxy. What do you mean we're not? Lizzie knows where Nora is, and she has no intention of her coming home to her family. Cluxy folded his arms. Jackson has sort of told us what's going on, and we agree with him. You can't just go running over to the Hawks and start accusing anyone. Katie pushed against the two mountains. I'm sure I can get her to talk. She's more afraid of the malice and the enticers than she is of you, Zack explained. She's not going to tell you anything. On top of that, she's going to know we know she's involved, which will get Nora killed faster. 
Katie jerked away from the two bodyguards that took up the whole hallway. How did I lose control? I'm supposed to be the leader. I give the orders. Zack let out a rich laugh. You told us you didn't want to be surrounded by yes-men. You wanted to be told if you were acting badly. He pointed a large hand in her direction. Katie Johnson, you are not thinking with your head, and you are acting stupid. So turn your butt around and go back to your room, boss lady. Katie stomped into her room and slammed the door. She could hear Zach's laughter ringing in her ears. She paced her room a couple of times. She opened the secret passageway and bounded down the stairs. She ran into Reginald, coming up, a frown on his face. How is he? she whispered. Reginald shook his head. He doesn't even react to anything I do. The amount of pain he's in must be incredible. But he doesn't even respond. It's like he's not even present. Katie nodded. He's gone through this before. He hasn't left my mind since the Seekers showed up. Reginald nodded in understanding. Still, the amount of control he has? He shook his head. I have never seen anything like it. He may be in your mind, but he still feels the pain in his. I can hear you. Jackson's thoughts held a certain amount of irony. You need to stop talking about me like I'm not in the room. Katie grinned. You're not in the room, Jackson. Ha, ha. Katie grinned again. She looked at Reginald's puzzled expression. Jackson doesn't like us talking about him. Reginald gave her a twisted smile. I've known that boy his entire life. I feel like I never really known him until today. Katie squeezed past Reginald and bounded down the stairs. The cave was still lit up with lights opening the bedroom door. She gazed at the still figure wrapped in bandages. A sheet covered him from the waist down. Bandages wrapped his chest and torso. It's really weird seeing me like this. How are you really doing, Jackson? I don't want you to give me a smart answer. Jackson sighed. I'm healing. It's going to take several days. At least nobody threw me into a cesspool. Katie closed her eyes, anger rippling through her system. She sat on the bed. Does my moving the mattress hurt you? Everything hurts me but I don't want you to leave. Katie reached out and held his hand. As carefully as she could, she lay down beside him. She felt him leave her mind. He turned his head, gazing at her. She brought his hand to her lips and kissed his fingers. Enfolding his hand in both of hers, she closed her eyes and drifted into a deep sleep. Katie heard the singing before she recognized the cave. Smoke drifted in thick clouds close to the ceiling, making the air feel dense. She wondered how much carbon dioxide was actually in the cave, making it dangerous to breathe. She stooped as low as she could, trying to breathe the cleanest air possible. Following the sound, she once again saw the Indian maiden with her bowls of paint singing as she drew on the wall. You still do not understand my words, I see, the Indian maiden said without looking in her direction. I'm sorry. I look at the wall and I can't make heads or tails of what you're trying to tell me. Katie's frustration was evident. 
The Indian maiden lowered her bow. You have allowed the white tiger to depart from you. Yeah, well, he decided to leave me. How am I supposed to stop him? Katie was unable to control the anger bubbling inside her. You have separated yourself from him. Did you see what he did? Katie finally let loose the emotion she had been feeling all day. He attacked and almost killed Jackson. I had to stand there and watch it happen. The panther chose not to defend himself. The young maiden spoke softly. He made the decision, and you made the decision to follow his commands. She gestured towards the wall. Do you see a black panther anywhere on this wall? Katie folded her arms defensively, her eyes filled with tears. Are you telling me Jackson cannot be in my life? Indian maiden shook her head. The panther is a natural leader, and people will follow him because of this talent. He cannot take control where the white tiger, wolf, or bear should take the lead. He is not a chosen leader. Katie wiped the tears from her eyes. I don't know what to do. Nora Black is in danger, and we don't know where she is. The maiden nodded in understanding. The white tiger does not believe he was chosen to lead. He is alone and defenseless. He cares so much about others. He is not taking the necessary precautions. She pointed to a spot where the wolf leaves the tiger. You have chosen this path, which leads to the white tiger getting killed. Then she pointed to a black raven that had several figures going up into the sky. This is your village, wolf. What do you mean, my village? Katie gasped in shock. The whole town of Lexus? There is not enough time. For another to be chosen. It takes time for the white tiger to choose an appropriate vessel. Many will die. You must find the white tiger and bring him back to safety. He is out there all alone. You have to forgive him, wolf. One of the reasons you were chosen to be the wolf was because of your capacity to forgive. Katie covered her mouth with her hand, crying in earnest. Katie, wake up. It's a dream. Please wake up. Katie opened her eyes, real tears coursing down her cheeks. She looked into the concerned eyes of Jackson. Seeing his beautiful face, another wave of tears enveloped her till her vision blurred. She wanted to feel his arms around her, realizing she couldn't have that luxury because of his injuries. She cried even more. What is it, Katie? What's wrong? Unable to answer, Katie got up, crawling into a corner. She folded her knees and wrapped her arms around her legs. She slowly started rocking back and forth in anguish. Katie, I can't stand it. What did you see in your dream? Unable to make the words come out of her mouth, she projected the dream in its entirety. She closed the projection. She put her forehead on her knees and cried. You must go to him, Katie. Katie nodded, tears still coursing down her cheeks. The reason I didn't defend myself was because I wanted him to see how quickly a decision could turn wrong and others get hurt. He is so quick to judge. I wanted him to see. You don't have to explain yourself, Jackson, Katie said softly. I know David well. I knew he wouldn't kill me. Katie didn't say anything. 
knowing it was her screaming with her thoughts that eventually stopped David. I don't know if I can forgive him for hurting you. Katie, come here. I cannot see you. She slowly got up and walked to his bedside. She knelt down on her knees. She grabbed his hand and brought it to her lips. You can't lose that part of you that forgives others. It is what makes you unique. Katie shook her head. You forgave me for causing Sam's death. You have to forgive her brother. You must. And it's not just between you and me anymore. Others will die if you do not go find him. I need you in my life, Jackson. I'm not going anywhere. Actually, I'm incapable of going anywhere. Jackson, I want you to know... No, Katie. You don't get to tell me you love me when you are angry with David and you're on the verge of going to him. When is the right time? When all of this is over and you come to me willingly. Katie leaned on the bed, gently touching her lips with his. He reached with his hand and held her there, kissing her back. This time, there were no fireworks, no loss of control, only the sweetness of his taste on her lips. She pulled back, looking into his blue eyes, fascinated as they turned gray with emotion. Go, Katie. Find him. Katie left the room, running up the stairs of the secret passageway. Entering her room, she grabbed her knapsack. She filled it with extra clothes and things she thought she may need. She ran back down the stairs. Katie, grab my credit card. You may need it. Katie went back to the bedroom and rummaged around till she found his wallet. Grabbing the credit card, she looked towards Jackson's face. He gave her a smile and entered her mind. Comforted by his presence, she walked towards the entrance of the cave. The storm had finally blown itself out. I don't know where to look for him. Close your eyes and picture him in your head. Katie automatically followed Jackson's instructions. Opening her eyes, she knew she needed to head northeast. Changing into wolf form, she ran in that direction. Running for miles, she kept going, instinctively knowing she was getting closer to the white tiger. Reaching the crest, she looked down, feeling his nearness. She knew he was in the valley. Is he down there? Jackson asked quietly with his thoughts. Yes, she answered. Jackson sighed. Goodbye, Katie. Before she knew what he was doing, he severed the bond between them. She physically staggered over the loss, reaching out with her thoughts. Jackson, don't leave me. Please, I need you. She knew he could still hear her. Jared, please. She started crying in earnest. Jared. He did not respond. She screamed against the night sky, her chest heaving. She closed her eyes. She remembered when she broke the bonding with Candy. The loss was great on both people involved. She pictured Jackson in that cave bedroom, all alone. He had no outlet for his mind. Tears came to her eyes. She couldn't leave him alone. She just couldn't. She looked down in the valley, knowing she couldn't leave David either. Shaking her head, she came to the only solution she could think of. She reached out her mind to Candy. What is it, Katie? Candy sounded distracted and worried. Obviously, she had not gone to bed yet. 
Katie sobbed. This time, she had Candy's full attention. Katie, what's happening? What's wrong? She had a hard time articulating in her mind what she should say. Eventually, all she said was, Jackson needs you. There was a long pause. David hasn't come home yet. Several of us are out looking for him. We are very worried. Katie shook her head. I'm with David. What's going on, Katie? She started sobbing. Jackson will explain. Please go to him. He broke his bond with me. I'm on my way. Hi, this is Diana Kilpack. If you are enjoying this series and would like to help support it, I have created a pod fan and Patreon account where you can donate. The best thing you can do is tell your friends and family about this series and let them participate. Until next week, when our imaginations meet again, have a great day.